SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Folks, glad to be with you. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio. From the KSHB studios in Las Vegas, Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot on a wild day in the National Hockey League. Free agency. This thing is blowing up all over the place. The day after Marc-Andre Fleury got moved out of Vegas. and I don't think people around here have calmed down yet, Stevie. No. This thing, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Columbus just signed uh, Sean Corrali, the former Bruin, uh, to a four-year deal, uh, ten million dollars. So he's getting a little, little over two a year uh, from Columbus. And it, it just like every minute, every time I refresh my Twitter, so somebody's moving. It's unbelievable. Like the, the the number. What, what was the number that uh, the Pierre LeBron put out? There, there were 22 deals in all of last year, and we've already surpassed that in a couple of hours. Wow. That, Over that's, 60. That's just insane. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Hurricane signed uh, Anderson to a two-year deal. That's the uh, the goaltender um, that played so many years for Ottawa. A buddy of ours, Pierre Edward Belmar, is on the move. Do you see where he went? Okay. I was thinking... Uh, you know, maybe the Knights would look at him coming back. It's been wild. I mean, Seattle, the expansion team, Jaden Schwartz, Grubauer, the goalie, spending yeah. some bucks. But believe me, they had the money to spend. And <laughs> is it is it not Stevie? It just comes down to cap space is the key, and that's what Ron Francis said when he was putting Seattle together. Right, cap space is the key. And uh, and again, remember the, the Knights had all that cap space, and and now it's all gone. So you, you have to be careful. You know? Oh, you got to be kidding me! Good for him. What happened? The Bucks, nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. Tell me, how good will he be with them? Pierre Edward Belmar, two years, a million per, with Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, it's, that that that'll be very good on the fourth line, and and they lost you know some depth. Um, they they just had they had to cl- again cap space right. They they had to get rid of some some of those bottom six guys, and uh, and and Belmar's going to help help out the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm just so excited that we were right because we say this every year at the deadline. We <laughs> said right, but we said there was no way. This wasn't going to be the most volatile offseason possibly in league history. It's insanity. It really is. It really is. I, I'm uh, again. I, I expect movement, and and I'm shocked by how much movement there has been. So Vegas moves out flurry yesterday for the folks here in Vegas. Everybody up in arms. 
he found out on Twitter how it all went down. You know, at the end of the day, and and the fans don't want to hear it's a business. Yes, he deserved to be treated better. We get all that. We went through that on our local show, Vegas Hockey Online, yesterday. By the way, uh, Frank Harnish will be in Vegas Hockey Online at the top of the hour. KSHP.com, listen to live function. We'll dive into all this. At the end of the day, it's sorry, folks. It is. It's a business. I mean, you think Tampa Bay wanted to be giving away Yanni Gord and uh, Coleman, Coleman no. all these guys there, Tyler Johnson, they gave away, gave up stuff to get rid of them. I mean, they don't want to do this. It's a business. So Vegas moves Flurry out. You sign Alec Martinez today. Eh, maybe two degrees, say you overpaid the term, the third year, three years, five and a half, but he's a leader, good guy in the room. Then they move Nick Holden and a pick to Ottawa and get Evgeny Dadnoff in here, a guy who is capable of scoring, did with Florida, didn't with Ottawa. Or he could be a piece of a puzzle that popped in here and he's moving out, or he's a piece of the puzzle that comes in here, which is prompting several other guys that everybody's fallen in love with to go out because I believe everything would indicate at least Vegas is still swinging at Eichel. Right. Um, I'll just say I, I, I understand. It is a business. And um, I, I think they moved the wrong goaltender. We'll see. Now, maybe they needed that extra two and a half to get the Eichel deal done. So maybe that's why Fleury instead of Leonard. I would have preferred Fleury to stay and, and Leonard to go if, if they felt like they needed to, to move a goaltender. But, but again, you've got to have a taker on the other side. And maybe there just wasn't interest in Leonard around the league. And they found a buyer for Fleury in Chicago. Chuck Esposito from... Stations Casino was on with us in hour number one. And believe me, I mean, Stanley Cup futures, Stevie, regular season points. Today, just, I mean, all these things are just altered. Yeah. I mean, these are not like, oh, that's a guy. These, there's one team goes up, another team falls off a cliff because of what's going on. Yeah. I, I have to believe that Seattle's point total is going up on the futures board. But they opened like 66 and a half or so, Brian. And, and, and we, we thought last hour, maybe up around 72 now. I, I'm, I, it's got to be going up, Brian. Vegas Sportsbook Radio Lunchtime. John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Great eating there. Hey, after 6 p.m., all the six-inch subs are only five bucks over at John Smith Subs. Check out Oasis 4955 South Decatur. Book now your fantasy football draft. We're back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Coming up tomorrow, our buddy Tony Miller is going to join us from the Golden Nugget. Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com is going to be with us in studio as well. Hey, if you're coming in, you go downtown, check out the Golden Nugget mobile app, standalone book. Tony does a great job. Vic and Anthony, Saltgrass Steakhouse, and the concert series they've signed up. Go to GoldenNugget.com. Stevie, I zigged and zagged 
Did you? And I'm proud of myself. All right. You didn't pull anything? I did. I did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in pain. But the guy who really zagged with us was Mark Lawrence. Because we're going to be doing a Mac conference preview. And Mark was going to come on with us the next two segments. And I said, wait a second. Let me take a shot here. And he's such a good guy. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. Checking in with us now because he hooks us up with all kinds of great information down in South Florida. But with all that's going on in the NHL, I want to get Mark's take on the Florida Panthers. This is a team that's really going for it. They make the trade. They get Sam Reinhart. They lock up Sam Bennett. They've got to come to a contract extension with Reinhart. And then they extended, uh, got a contract with Brandon Montour. Florida's putting the pieces of the puzzle together, Mark, after a great run last year. They're doing a terrific job. Uh, I'm going to give this all to Bill Zito, the new general manager. They're really fully focused. I think uh, they had a taste of what could be in the playoffs last year. You know, unfortunately for them, they drew Tampa Bay in the first round and were competitive, but I don't feel that you know they felt like they got enough out of what they had, and I love seeing what they're doing here. And just as we're speaking here, they also extended Carter Verhage's contract to a three-year contract as well. So they appear to be in this thing for the long haul, and they're really putting a good, solid nucleus together as we speak. Our friend Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News said it better than anybody. He said, welcome to stupid season because a lot of these GMs, you can't help yourself. You start swinging at it, and Many of these guys, some will work. Many of them, Mark, you're going to overpay. And then on the back end of these contracts, teams get themselves in a salary cap pickle. I mean, the most important thing, I mean, you better have a numbers cruncher with a calculator at his fingertips who's really good at it because that's the key to this game now. Yeah, across the board in all sports, it's all about uh, you know where your salary cap is and what your flexibility is in doing just that. And you know, I was ecstatic uh, when not only when they uh, you know when they uh, were able to re-sign Sam Bennett, who I thought was terrific last year, and then the kid from Buffalo, Reinhardt, when they picked him up, is Buffalo in a pure salary dump? Is what the situation is? Well, it's a rebuild. It was. It's it's just a rebuild, picks and prospects and guys that want to be there. And then Eichel, the big fish, is still floating around out there. But they've got a, a lot of good young players. They just want guys that want to be there. And, you know, Reinhardt, you're going to like Reinhardt. Solid player, goes to the front of the net. Heady player, he's not rocket fast. Just really good. He's, he's heavy on the puck, good along the wall. Really good on the power play. Uh, you know, the, pro- the problem with a guy like him, Mark, they overpaid. For a guy like Jeff Skinner, gave him nine million, and Sam Reinhardt's going, I'm scoring boatloads more goals than him. I want nine million. And they're like, sorry, you ain't getting nine million. How much is Florida going to pay for a guy that scores twenty five? Well, obviously, a first round draft pick was uh, at least in their eyes. They envisioned that, and you know, as we had talked about, I'm sure you mentioned with Stevie. You know, the Panthers now have on their roster the three of the first four players that were drafted. Yep. Uh, along with Aaron Eckblad in that, uh, was it 2014 draft, was it? Aaron Eckblad uh, went one, ben, uh, Reinhardt went two, Sam Bennett went four. Yes. 
That's unbelievable, yes, actually. Yes, <laughs> and, it is. And you know, you're talking about players that are all coming into their prime here as well. So, you know, like I said, I think it's a job well done, a good nucleus, and then they had a nice nucleus to begin with, with Barkov and Huberto and, you know, the likes of other hard-working blue-collar players. So, you know, all in all, I think uh, Florida feels like, like they didn't get enough last year out of what the type of a season they had. And they're going out right now to make a point to be ready for the next hockey season. As entertaining as they were last year, and they gave they gave Tampa a good run. What about the market, Mark? I mean, are the fans excited? Is is there a buzz about this team? Is that building going to start being full? We saw that with what we were able or allowed to see during the playoffs because, you know, uh, as they increased the attendance with each game, you know, for percentage capacities, uh, so too did it fill out. I mean, they sold out every seat that was available during that first round with Tampa, and each game got louder and louder and louder. In fact, the players even commented after the first game, and I think there was less than 40% attendance allowed in there, that it sounded like a full house. So that's a good indicator. You know, at least uh, the fans are liking what they're seeing here, and they're so starved for a winning team down here in South Florida these days, you know, with the Dolphins and the Marlins and the Heat being what they were. I mean, uh, this past season here that I think they'll wrap their arms around Florida quite readily this hockey season. Hey, Mark, in the NHL, uh, the buyout has uh, reared its head here. It hasn't happened in a while, and, and we've seen three that I that I know of off the top of my head. We, Minnesota started it with uh, Sutter and Parise, and then uh, Vancouver bought out the contract of Holtby, and in Florida, a, a guy that I really liked for a lot of years, uh, Florida bought out the contract of Keith Yandel, and uh, he's now signed with uh, Philadelphia one year for 900000 Do you Do you like that buyout? I, I know that he's such a fan favorite down there, but I, I think he was at the end of the road, and it's probably a good move for them. A good move for both him and uh, for both Yandel and the Panthers. I, you know, and we got a good indication of that, Stevie, when uh, they benched him or he didn't play. You know, he was a uh, coach's choice not to play the, their last game against Tampa Bay. You knew something was going on, and I think that they just felt you know the buyout was going to help them be able to make other better moves, and I think they feel confident behind the blue line with what it is that they have. So, uh, and you know, the, here in truth, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Yandel ends up being a key player in the, on that team next year, uh, because he is a very talented hockey player. Mark, the NFL, we're going to be doing the Mac conference preview the next couple of segments. And this is again, we always say it from the playbook magazine information you'll be able to use, but on the NFL front, and honestly, I Kind of all along, I thought Rodgers would stay. And I said that. I, I mean, I, you know, that kind of money don't grow on trees, Mark. And I don't think you go out with with that kind of taste in your mouth. But what do you? What's the quick takeaway in the NFL? Quick updates from you. Well, I'm glad to see Aaron Rodgers stay because you know he makes Green Bay uh, really obviously a, a team to to watch and to beat this year. They came so close with him in his MVP season. So, uh, And it wouldn't have done him any good, I don't feel, to go to the Denver Broncos or anybody else and have to you know, retool uh, himself. That way he can do it here in Green Bay, and now he can do what it is that he's been wanting to do. So I'm glad they got the deal done. It's good for the National Football League and good for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens with the, the Sean Watson situation in Houston. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I think they're sort of sitting around waiting for best offers right now, and uh, I I would be stunned, absolutely stunned, if anybody offers up three first-round draft picks with all the black clouds surrounding Watson at this particular time. No, I hear you, but I guess where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, if he gets moved, it seems like Philly is always the team people talk about. It is. You know, Philadelphia is always wanting, you know, that player, that quarterback. And uh, I think they're still a little bit resident about uh, whether or not Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy. So if he moves to Philadelphia, it wouldn't at all be a surprise. He's our pal, Mark Lawrence, joins us a little early today. We appreciate that. PlaybookSports.com. When we come back, we're going to do a MAC Conference college football preview. Information you can use all year long. And believe me, it's a conference you want to get to know. We'll talk about that with Mark. Yeah, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not the SEC, but there's a reason you want to watch it. We'll tell you why when we come back to Vegas. Sportsbook Radio Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Find out some news and notes and nuggets on these conferences and individual teams that you'll remember you heard and you'll be able to step up to the plate, be it an over and under. Uh, some of the stuff we'll tell you today. And, of course, we archive it all for you at sportsbookradio.com. So, Mark, we're going to talk about the MAC, And I love the Mid-American. And the one thing about this conference, one of the many reasons you want to get to know these guys is there's going to come a point in the back third of the season where these games are prominent as standalone games on national television during the week. Yeah, and much to their credit, they do just that. ESPN, uh, you know, fills in a lot of the uh, weekday games with the MAC Conference, and it gets them a ton of exposure, which is good for both ESPN and the MAC Conference. Uh, so we've come to know them better that way. We've come to know them before the ESPN got involved, just simply by the fact that this conference is really well known for producing quarterbacks, surprising quarterbacks that maybe flew under the radar. But it goes all in all, Brian, with a lot of what we talk about with some of these unsung teams or unsung conferences, uh, the MAC basically gets Big Ten scraps, uh, players that just weren't quite uh, high enough on the Big Ten recruiting list, and they end up signing, staying locally home in, within the MAC conference, and they play with the chip on their shoulder, and uh, they end up being surprising football teams. And we've got one or two of them that we'll talk about this year that I think have a potential to make a lot of noise this season. All right, a couple little overview footnotes for this conference. Uh, it's a bizarre analogy. It's cool because it really has a Rubik's Cube quotient to it. It's the NFC East of college football. It's tough to repeat as the champion this conference. Yeah, to say the least. I mean, you got to go back to the 2011-2012 season to find the last time that there was a repeat champion in the MAC conference. Ball State won the conference last year. They come back as the defending champion this year, so they'll have you know, that to try and chop down this year. they got a really deeply experienced squad. We'll talk about that in just a bit. But, you know, Ball State has been here five times when they've won a MAC conference title and have never come back to repeat. 
So if that ends up being the case again this year, that means that this MAC conference is going to be wide open this year. And I think that will indeed be the case. We'll have a wide open MAC conference in 2021. And that being said, don't overly fall in love with them and you get to watch them and play because it is buyer beware when you get to bowl season. Yeah, they kind of play their hearts out during the season, whether it's against each other or outside the conference, but uh, they kind of take it on the chin when it gets to be bowl season. I think they're paired up against you know the guys who are either from, if not Power of Five conferences, the upper tier of Group of Five conferences, but they're just 21-50 and 50 in bowl games since 2008, and even worse, 6-26 and 26 against teams off a loss. So play on the MAC early on in the season, during the season, but maybe put the stop sign up when it comes bowls. All right. Projected season win total for Akron is two and a half. We start in the east. We go alphabetically. Only one win mark in the last 23 games. They've been kind of the doormat here. Yeah, they sure have. And, you know, know, Tom Arth was hired. He's a head coach who did a lot of good things from my hometown in Cleveland, Ohio with, you know, one of the better schools there, Cleveland St. Ignatius, you know, who's uh, one of the top high schools around the country. But Coaching high school and coaching college football are almost two different givens. And the main reason is is they just can't keep up and recruit with everybody. Uh, if you look at 15 of Akron's 17 losses under Arthur have been by double-digit margins. That's not real good. Uh, but I think they're going to be better than they've been in the past. Uh, you're talking about a team that had 32% of their starts last year made by freshmen. And that gets back to this adage that we have about playing these young underclassmen. They only get better, more experienced the following year. So two and a half wins, can, can they get over that? I think the oddsmakers put a real good number up there on them. If it would have been two or less, I would say for sure over. But I think Akron will improve this football season. And for Bowling Green, for many of us, and they're included, 2020 was a season to forget. Yeah, this program has really had the bottom drop out on them. It wasn't all that long ago. Bowling Green was one of the top tier teams inside the MAC conference and, uh, you know, that all went out the window, uh, if you will. You, you can go back, I think, uh, maybe Dino Babers helped get them there. It was his last year in 2015, when I think they won nine or ten games. But he left and everything's bottomed out with this program since. And if you take a look at uh, what they haven't done, my goodness. Uh, they can't they put it in the end zone. No, you can't. I mean, you're 126th in red zone offense one year, 125th in defense, and in turnover margin, you're 127th. Those are all numbers of bad football teams. And uh, 126, 28, 109th, and 116th in red zone offense. Scott Leffler has got to do a better job finding here that way this year. And uh, we, we called this out in our write-up with them, and it was from our good friend Bill Conley from ESPN. He called out the fact that to show you how bad this Bowling Green football team has been, their tight ends caught more passes last season than mm-hmm. all their wide receivers combined caught. That's never a good sign here either. Their win total is one-and-a-half wins this year. Uh, obviously, they didn't smell a win last year. We only played five games, but we're waxed in every football game. They might have a difficult time finding two wins this year. Believe me, what Buffalo has done with this football program the last decade is really, really impressive. And Lance Leopold deserved a lot of credit for that. He went to Kansas, but Mark, he took all the coaches with him, and the new man at the helm is Maurice Lindquist. You know what has me scratching my head here, Brian? And, uh, you know, before Leopold left, 
there was a lot of talk about Buffalo being the team to beat here in the MAC this year. There was still a lot of talent left there, but my goodness, I mean, he just cleaned the cupboards when he left. Took all the coaches, and uh, not only that, but he had a, uh, a handful of players transferred out over to Kansas as well. And it just leads me to wonder what's left there in Buffalo. They still have a decent win total for them, and I don't know if that's based upon the expectancies of the players that they thought or they do have coming back, but I think it'll be very, very difficult without Leopold here this particular football season here. They got 15 starters back, but, you know, the truth of the matter is most of the other teams in the conference have more than what they, Buffalo has coming back here this Usually, year. though, Mark, I mean, They've got a great running game, and they, they had a decent quarterback, but a big, powerful offensive line. They should be able to run the football. And they did score 43 points a game last year. Yeah, they did. They lit it up uh, 7.3 yards of play. They did all the good things last year, but a lot of that key, key personnel either graduated or went to Kansas with Leopold, and he replaces his offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, offensive line, linebacker coach, and quarterback coach. That's a clean haul, a clean sweep for this Buffalo staff here. I think it's rebuilding here again. I'm not going to call a bowling green again in the making when Dino Babers left, but I think Buffalo is going to struggle here, especially getting into that eight-and-a-half season win total. Let's go to Kent State. We know they can score. Yeah, they sure can. Uh, this is a Kent State football team. I talked about quarterbacks, and you know, this formerly being uh, the conference of quarterbacks. It's what Eric Parsegian dubbed them back in the day. We see it with Ben Roethlisberger, uh, who was a backup quarterback in high school, but he made it to Miami O, and now look what he's done with the Pittsburgh Steelers. they got a quarterback here on this team here in Kent State. His name is Dustin Crum, and remember that name, because this kid may be a National Football League quarterback. He's really, really ignited the offense for this football team here, and he's put this program back on the map. They don't recruit real well because they're Kent State but they're bringing a ton of people back here, 10 stutters on both sides of the ball. And if you look at the number one ranked team in the country in scoring offense, total offense last year, it was Kent State. With all these players coming back here this year, they're going to be the type of a football team. Their season win total is five, and a lot of that's attributable to Crum. That I think teams in the MAC Conference will not want to play. I think Kent State makes big strides and makes it to a bowl game this year. Miami's got a quarterback in Brett Gabbert, but they got a lot of experience all over the place. Yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, this is a threat out of this division here because uh, the, most of the talent resides in the other side of the division here. But this is a threat here with the four-and-a-half win team that could win this division in Miami. They've been there before. They've done that with 19 starters coming back here this year. You mentioned Gabbard's brother, Brett Gabbard, playing Gabbard's brother here. He was Mac Freshman of the Year in 2019. Not a lot of games uh, sample size uh, from when he did play or when Miami played last year, but a ton of experience coming back for this team. Well-coached football team here. I think Miami's going to be in the run inside this division. And what do we do with Ohio? They only were able to play three games last year. Well, I think the biggest thing with Miami this year it was the sudden announcement of retirement of Frank Solich, who's done such a terrific job with this football program here. You know, he started his career in my hometown in Cleveland, Ohio. He was a small running back, but he was first team all Ohio running back. He made it to Nebraska as a fullback. He weighed 160 pounds if he was soaking wet, but he played with Nebraska as a fullback. He coached at Nebraska and he come over to Ohio University and put this program right back on the map. Unfortunately, he has health problems. He had to take a sudden step to retirement here 
and now they're going to have to regroup. I have a feeling here personally that they're going to dedicate this football season here to Frank Solich because he was so well-liked. He did a great job in recruiting everything. Uh, don't count this football team out here. Uh, you take a look. The 33 games they played have been decided by a touchdown or less the last seven seasons. They'll be in every game they play. Real quick, Mark, who wins the QB battle? Uh, the QB battle at uh, you're talking about Ohio U. Yeah. Well, you know it's either it's either going to be obviously uh, Curtis Rourke or Armani Rogers. Rogers, as you know from Vegas, has got a ton yep. of talent, but I think it'll end up being Curtis Rourke. All right, we're going to come back and talk about the West Division of the MAC. Love talking college football with Mark Lawrence Playbook uh, Sports Glad to be with you. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is the SportsGrid Radio Network. Back with you. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio talking college football. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're focused on the Mid-American, the MAC Conference, doing our conference preview with our pal Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com. And the Playbook magazine is spectacular. Mark, give them all the lowdown on the goodies. Well, the magazine right now is available nationwide at newsstands at Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and other local newsstands in Vegas. Our friends at the Gamblers Book Club just reordered the magazine, so they're selling really rather well there. So if you can't get to the Vegas Gamblers Book Club or you're listening uh, on Sirius Radio and you want to get a copy, log on at playbooksports.com, and we can ship a copy out to you by way of priority mail. Sounds outstanding. Let's get to the West Division of the Mac again. We go alphabet. And let's start with Ball State, where their head coach is starting to kick it into gear from a recruiting perspective. Yeah, he's doing a masterful job recruiting, and uh, it's starting to show uh, just that way. It got him, in fact, a new contract, uh, justifiably so. And if you look up and down at this football team's schedule this year, uh, not only do they have a bunch of key super seniors coming back to this football team, uh, a lot of the key positions as well, but this recruiting job that he's done here, he's gone from number 90 down to number 95 from 123rd in the rankings in one year. He's really, really pounding the pavement and getting it done. Ball State could be the team on the rise to watch. We talked about them winning it last year. Can they repeat this year? That remains to be seen, but they've only got two opponents on their schedule this year that had winning records last year. Stevie, you've been talking about this for a long time leading up to college football. The seniors, they're going to get that extra year of eligibility, how big that can be. Yeah, well, you, you, that's experience, and the experience plays, right? And this is the case, is it not, Mark? I mean, with Ball State, you call them super seniors. 
well, they're super seniors uh, because, one, you know, they're allowed to do just that. That's the label they have. But these super seniors in this team are really good players. It amounts to 20 starters that restarted last year. They're back this year, 10 on both sides of the football, and a lot of those being key players, quarterback Drew Pitt, their wide receiver Justin Hall, uh, back on the defense. Uh, so there's a lot to like about this football team here. They're, they're going to end up being one of the teams right down the stretch to possibly win the West Division. Win some football games, Mark, but they've not been uh, you know, shooting flares into this guy from an ATS perspective. No, what they tend to do if they have an Achilles heel, Brian, is they play down to the level of opposition under Mike New when they take on 500 or less opponents. Uh, they're just six and eighteen to the spread. They got to pick that up. You know, they got to make every game play like it's a playoff game or a Super Bowl type thing. And if they can do that, uh, like I say, they could end up being the team to beat in this division. All right, let's move on to Central Michigan, where Jim McElwain has really got things going the right way from a recruiting perspective. It looks great on paper, Mark, but you got to make it work between the lines. Yep, uh, you know that's Mick. It's a head scratching time right there for this football team because, you know, when he came in uh, you know, with a lot of fanfare and uh, rightfully so, you know, from his job at Florida and everything that he's done in the past, and it paid off immediately for this football program. Uh, we saw what exactly what they did in his first year. They had an eight win bowl season after he inherited a one win team, but last year. Uh, it was it was not very good. Uh, a three-win team that allowed more yards than they gained. Suddenly, he's got to roll up his sleeves and go back to work and get some uh, get the job done here this football season here. But he's also doing what he needs to do, and that's improving the recruiting. Went up 25 notches in recruiting, so it's going to ultimately end up paying off for him. And he's got a quarterback that come in transferred from Washington in the portal. His name is Jacob Sermon, uh, who I think is going to be instant offense for this football team. So uh, don't give up on this team because they only won three of their six games last year. I think they're going to be a nice football team again this year. You say you really like their secondary, huh? Yeah, their secondary is really, really ex- uh, one of the best in the conference here. And you know, when you can when you can do just that, uh, you look at what they've done here. They've allowed uh, last year they allowed almost 300 yards passing, and that's going to ultimately end up improving here because they got a lot of experience and a lot of depth coming back in the secondary. All right, let's move on to Eastern Michigan. This is a team with a lot of experience, and the one good thing is if they get it close to the goal line, this is a team knows how to put it in. Yeah, that's, you know, when you can, <laughs> when, when, when you know how to work the red zone offense and be able to capitalize on that, it ends up being wins. And that's exactly what it was for this football team. 28 out of 28 times, number one in the country last year in red zone offense last football season here. So you have to like that, at least for starters for this football team. And again, a lot of experience coming back in the MAC this year. Twenty starters back here, but remember, you can take that maybe with a grain of salt because they didn't play a lot of games last year. But it was still experience. Whether they played three games, five games, or six games, it's still experience, and they've got a ton of it coming back with this football program here. Eastern Michigan is a program on the rise. All right, I have no reason to doubt this number's correct, but if it's right, my eyes are popping out of my head from the stat you will like category mark. This is an ATM machine. Well, especially under Chris Creighton, their head coach, who I really, really like. He was a highly recruited assistant when he came in here. Uh, A lot of fanfare, uh, but he's doing the job done, at least for us who wager on these games. On the road, off a loss, Eastern Michigan, 
twenty and four against the spread, fifteen and zero the last fifteen under Chris Creighton. Say that Mark again. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm serious, Mark. That's why I'm telling people when you listen to these conference previews, this is stuff you can apply at the end of October. Exactly. Uh, even all all season long, just you know, put him on the road off a loss. He does not like losing. He doesn't take to it well at all. Put him on the road, most likely a dog. Twenty and four to the spread, <laughs> away off a loss, fifteen in a row. That's a great job that Chris Creighton's doing with this program. Build yourself a chalkboard in your living room and just write down uh, when Eastern Michigan loses a football game and run to the window and see are they playing on the road next week. That's what all you need to do. Put them on the road, ship them out off of a loss, and let them bring the money back home. With them. That is unbelievable. All right, let's go to Northern Illinois. A very young team and another team that's gone to the transfer portal for the most important position on the field. Yeah, they've done just that. Uh, you know, 19 starters back, but a lot of it transfer portal type stuff. Uh, 71% of their roster uh, is underclassmen. Uh, in 2020, which, again, that goes to my old adage, you know, they're going to be experienced for all of what it is that they did. One of those transfers that comes in at the portal is Rocky Lombardi. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because he was a quarterback at Michigan State. That's another Big Ten player who uh, made it to the Big Ten. Now he's dipping his toe in the Mac waters here, and he'll end up being an outstanding quarterback, I'm sure, in this conference here. He could be the quarterback that Thomas Hammock needs so bad in his third year. Uh, a lot of that youth here, like we say in our write-up, they're now potty trained. And I think this football team could make some noise again this year. <laughs> All right. And the one other thing I would say, Mark does a great job with coaching staffs, coordinators, all the recruits, all the information, but also the key little facets of their game be the undisciplined or very disciplined team. But again, Northern Illinois is a team, Mark, they don't settle for field goals or have not in the past, and if that's a trend that continues, it bodes well. 17 out of 18 times in the red zone last year, they cashed in number two in the country in overall red zone offense. So you've got a couple of teams inside this conference that sniff the end zone and find a way to get it in there. That In this case, one of them ended up being Northern Illinois, as we talk about. Let's move on to Toledo and an expected quarterback battle leading up to the start of the season here. Uh, Brian, this team is as deep as any team is in the country. Uh, as far as returning production rankings go, that are players that are coming back as starters, players that were on the 2D, players that actually played last year. There is no team with more returning production than Toledo in the entire nation. That's a lot to bring back inside of a MAC conference here, and it's going to probably vault them to the title game. A uh, football team that, uh, like I say, is loaded here. They've got Eli Peters. He started 14 games the past three years at the quarterback position here. He'll probably likely be that quarterback here again this year. Uh, if they have one Achilles heel, they were the worst team in the country in penalties per game last year. It's a little bit of a Florida State Willie Taggart type thing, but if they can overcome that, when you find a team that is loaded as they are with returning experience, it always pays off the next year, and especially at the pay window. So remember that about Toledo. They're going to be a heavily bet football team this year. And again, Mark, we've been doing this stuff together have the good fortune to do these conference previews. It's, it's at least a decade. And the things in certain teams that stick with you from these previews, 
Toledo, and you watch them play when they're on TV, uh, you know, and you, you get a chance to watch them play. For a small conference, these guys are huge. Usually they have an incredible offensive line. And this year they've got an incredible defensive line. Toledo is really good in the trenches. Well, they're really loaded on defense. You always think about offense when it comes to Toledo, and they're going to have that once again this year. But their defense could end up being the strength of this football team here. Their defensive line has 10 returning letter winners. Just the line alone does. So, again, a lot to like about Toledo here. Holy cow, Toledo probably wins the MAC. Well, mark that one down. Mark said that, by the way with conviction. Let's go to Western Michigan. Fifth season for Tim Lester at the helm. And listen, he's got something to work with here at the skill positions. There's no doubt about that. Yes, he does. Another one of these well-stocked football teams in the MAC. 19 starters coming back here and loaded at the skill positions, as you say. Caleb Ellaby, their quarterback, was number number two in the country behind Mac Jones and even ahead of Zach Wilson last year in what they call adjusted net yards per pass attempt last football season here. That's a big, big attribute to bring uh, here. Two of his top wide receivers are back. Four of his offensive linemen are back. That's the meat and the potatoes of a solid running game. And when you have a quarterback that does exactly what we're talking about, what Ellaby can do, uh, again, there's a lot to like about this Western Michigan team. You know, the simple fact of the matter is there's a lot of teams inside this particular division uh, that could end up stealing and winning this division. And I wouldn't be surprised in this East division here. You know, there's some good teams, uh, team to beat is uh, Toledo, but there's a lot of good other teams here that could surface and this could end up being another one of these teams when we're talking about here with Western Michigan. Hey, Mark, with Western Michigan, you know, P.J. Fleck left there, what, about four years ago now, went to Minnesota. It's not, yes. are, are, are these guys that you're talking about, are they Fleck guys? How, how has the recruiting been since Fleck left? It seemed like he would be an energetic guy that would attract recruits. Well, that, that's a great question. Uh, Tim Lester's doing an adequate job. I don't. He wasn't doing anything close to what uh, PJ Fleck did because, you know, that's what made uh, put him head and shoulders above everybody else. But they rank in the upper half of recruiting here. They were 98th uh, overall last year, which sounds weak, but inside the MAC conference, it's not. So he, they continue to keep doing a nice job recruiting, and that's what ends up making Western Michigan in the talk. For a college or for a division championship game or potential to win the division each year. So give Tim Lester his due. He's doing a nice job recruiting. Great information from Mark Lawrence. We told you play Eastern Michigan, an awful loss on the road against the spread the following week. And I will throw this in Western Michigan looks like a dead over team to me. You said they're loaded, and last year they gave up 34 points a game. Tell them about the playbook, Mark. Uh, all available right now in bookstores across America, Gambler's uh, Bookshop in Las Vegas, or if you can't get to any of them, you can track a copy down online at playbooksports.com. Spectacular information from our friend Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, back to Vegas in a moment. Since you were sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com All right, back, putting a lid on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. That was really good stuff in the MAC. I mean, these conference previews, 
really good information from Mark Lawrence. I mean, stuff you can use all year, Steve. What I really love about Mark, in, in, with almost every team, He's got a trend, and, and sometimes, you know, it's a fade that team. Sometimes it's, it's a beyond that team. A lot with the coaches. They're, they're just certain coaches that, for whatever reason, don't play well out of conference or they play really well in conference or whatever it is, and Mark has those notes in that book. All right. Um, for Vegas fans, we've got Vegas Hockey Island coming up next, NHL, all the free agency. Frank Harnish is going to be with us in studio we got so much to get to. And the Golden Knights, apparently, uh, i got to double-check all this, but here in a one-year deal for Matthias Yamar. Right. Sticking around. Uh, so we'll have much more on that. Scott Farrell's got you covered on the network at the top of the hour. The injury news and notes, the, the one big boy, right. Lamar Jackson, in the COVID protocol yeah. for the Ravens. And, and then also, speaking of that, uh, Trey Turner for Washington, uh, tested positive uh, last night the Washington National shortstop, and uh, he's going to be out indefinitely. Uh, I just saw a note in the NHL, Nick Foligno apparently going to Boston. It's not done, but that the, the rumor is that's where he's headed. The, the Bruins have really uh, stockpiled uh, there. They, 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 it feels like a super team in Boston now. Yeah, Mark, one year, two million, and the Bruins, Foligno's game fits there. Yeah. Yep. And they're just such a good team, but they're top heavy. I mean, if they get ri- you put Felino with a Taylor Hall. Yeah, interesting. Yep, yep. No, no they've helped. They've helped their bottom six. They're, they feel like a much better team now. I don't know where they're coming up with all the money. All right, good stuff. Scott Farrell coming up next. Top of the hours tomorrow. Tony Miller from the Golden Nuggets going to join us, and Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com is going to be with us in studio. So it'll be good fun because Stevie, these guys are all running to the cottages. Football is going to be the yep. order of business, and that is where we're heading. Glad to be with you. Good fun. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Keep it right here. Scott Farrell next at the top of the hour on the network. Vegas Hockey LA and Locally. Thanks for joining us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV.